Harvey and Josh are in the um, are still in the coffee shop. They all come to blows. Harvey tries to keep his cool, but he loses it immediately. And this is where Sabrina breaks up the scuffle with that bread she's made, and she shoves it in their mouths, and they instantly become best bread buddies. Hashtag not bread. It's a fucking cake. It's it's like a fruity cake, a fruit loaf. Oh, here we here oh, we go. Okay. We, did, we, did, we, did, we didn't think this would come back, did we? But yes, <laughs> hashtag is a cake. Hashtag is a cake. It is a fruit loaf, which you know it's yeah. you know it, that a fr- also known as a fruit cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and as well, the enemy's supposed to break it. She breaks it for them and then shoves it in their throat. Yes. So I don't think that so it shouldn't work. Yeah, spell shouldn't work. really work. Yeah. But uh, hey, where we go, season four, let's get it over and done with. Um, so yeah, so she breaks the scuffle and she gives them um, this uh, this fruity cake. I tell you what, I don't know what fan communities were like in two thousand, but these days. If you had two love rivals over a girl... Loaf rivals. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, yes, if you had two guys fighting over a girl, half the fan community would be imagining what would it be like if the two guys fucked? Or what would it be like <laughs> if they were together? So this this Harvey and Josh bromance scene, I imagine if fan communities back then were anything like they are now, probably really satisfied a lot of people. Mm. There'll be a lot of fan art. There'll be a lot of... Yes. But yeah, but yeah, no. Was great. I never thought about what Harvey and and, and Josh uh, would be like if they fucked. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to imagine it now, but I'm also trying to read read my little bit of script. So, I'm I'm just trying to think of their ship name. Jarvi, Jarvi, uh, uh, Hosh, Harvosh, Hosh. No, it'd just be Hash, Hash, Hash slash. That's what it would be. Hash fiction. Hash fiction. There we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three ultimate ulcerous Ulstermen review the first four seasons of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and your guide through this delightful journey. Well, I mean, more delightful because we're finally at the end of this ruddy season. Uh, I am not alone, however. I have uh, been joined by two wonderful and, dare I say, handsome chaps either side of me. Social distance, of course, still uh, a little bit for now. Uh, And they've endured this grueling uh, 22-episode run alongside me. They have been Mr. Graham Riley. How are you doing, my friend? Well, I'm in quite a contemplative and um, sentimental, some may even say bittersweet mood. (gasps) For it is the end of an era. Oh, by gum. But before we do jump into that era, uh, which is about to be ended, uh, I might as well introduce the other guy on my side. It is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hiya. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm not too bad. You know, just uh, just staring into the abyss, thinking, I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> what, what What's the abyss that, that you're talking about? It's tame side. No, no, just you know the general everyday abyss. You know the the, the n- not too bad. You know mm. it's that it's the not too bad abyss. It's like oh, could have it could have been worse. Could have been in the abyss, but I'm not. I'm abyss adjacent. Right, and he it means it's... he's next to a hotel. <laughs> it's pronounced ibis, Chris. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, I see. Could have been worse. You could have been in Massachusetts in 2000. I, there wasn't anything horrendous happening in Massachusetts in 2000, but you know, yeah, you're right. It could have been worse. 
Well, you say that, but don't you forget there has been a fourth season of Sabrina that happened uh, during this uh, in this uh, fine town. As we find ourselves, as Graham teased, uh, the end of an era with an episode uh, 22, 22 of uh, season four entitled The End of an Era. Uh, in this episode, it finally culminates into just this episode where we finally say goodbye to season four, some, ret- uh, some cast members... And the network, as we, we do leave uh, ABC at the end of this. Um, but uh, yeah, also in the, in this episode, Josh and Harvey are both clashing over um, Sabrina, or rather Sabrina is still dilly-dallying about which fella she wants to be with. And Harvey drops a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a bit of a cliffhanger bombshell at the end of this episode, but uh, there's not enough time to dwell on that for now. Uh, first of all, chaps, final episode of season four. Two questions. First, are we glad to get at the end? And two, do you think it was a fitting end of the season? I I, I can answer that in uh, in summary. Excellent. Uh, answer to question one: Yes. Answer to question two: No. Right. So you are happy that we're at the end. Yes, but it wasn't so much of an explosive, action-packed episode to make you relieved, you know, or happy that this was a good way to go. Yes, great, uh, Graham. Do you, do you feel the same? I would say it wasn't a fitting ending because this season has been underwhelming, but this episode was good, therefore not representative of the overall quality of the season. And I do feel that when some say any kind of piece of. Uh, art, be it a album, be it a TV series that you've followed, be it a film. If it mm. ends satisfyingly, you'll often forget that it's sagged in the middle and have a overall more positive view on it. Like, this was a good way to end the season, even though I know by and large I've not enjoyed the season. Um, and also because as we'll possibly speak about a little later on, uh, we haven't been watching one episode a week of this, so we've had a lot of time to forget mm. in between episodes so i'm very often judging the season by the last episode i watched because i can't remember the others that well because it was a <laughs> month ago that we watched them and so um this is the last episode i saw i enjoyed it so my opinions of season four have gone up quite a lot because i can't really remember the bad ones now <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so no it's good to, you know that you did enjoy it a lot because at the end of the day it's kind of as you say about you know watching seasons you know of, of uh, your favorite show for, for years on end you just want at least it to, to end to, to some regard um pretty pleasingly and, and i think yeah this was a a not a representation of how the season has gone as you say but you know i do think this was one of the the better episodes um that we've had this season just like how the last episode was was probably one of our favorites um i think mainly just because yeah it it was just daft it was sabrina magic it it was it was as the last episode was a bit bit more classic sabrina in the sense we had lots of cast members in fact a full cast i believe um and yeah it was just a bit of peril as as chris sort of you used to used to enjoy in seasons past um, yeah, I used to enjoy Peril when there was actual fucking Peril. That's it. Well, there, there, there was a bit of Peril in this one, so, so you must have enjoyed it to, uh, at some point. The finale, the climax of this episode, if you will, reminded me of the kind of thing that Chris used to predict an episode might be about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much so, yeah. The the, the main set piece uh, you know, that, that Chris always used to debate was whether uh, the episode was going to feature some sort of torturous game show with a lot of Peril. And uh, you, you finally got it in the form of a... Um, uh, Sabrina's take on Jungle Run, pretty much. You know, you know what? And I think it's, I think it's one of those things because I've wanted it for so long, and it, it never, it, and it was never delivered. Uh, and my expectations got higher and higher and higher. 
I, I finally got what I asked for, but I was just I was just underwhelmed by the entire thing. So yeah, so we got the, the end of of season four here, the end of an era, and that certainly is uh, what it is, because uh, obviously it culminates to the big thing of uh, Sabrina going off to college, because that's. I guess the main story arc that we've been face to face with throughout the season. Of course, we had much. Is it? Well, well, we've had much better options there. We had the potential for a witch hunter. We had a new magical best friend. Uh, oh yeah, no, there is no full cast because she ain't in it. So yeah, bye, Dreamer. See, we didn't even fucking realize. <laughs> didn't even realize because she's. Just... <laughs> it's a full cast. Oh wait, no. It's not. We said goodbye to somebody who, it turns out, is actually in this episode after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll we'll reflect on the person that actually left at the end of uh, the last ser- uh, last episode, and we'll um yeah we'll, we'll correct our boo boo uh, as we progress later on. But uh, anyway, boys, we might as well, you know, just take a deep deep breath and begin the end of an era. The episode opens on Sabrina seemingly opening her Gratz getting. Oh, I'll start again. <laughs> what the, <laughs> what the Gratz- fuck was that? Bring a Grazia magazine. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yes, the Grazia magazine. Yeah, of course. Uh, the episode opens on Sabrina seemingly opening her congrats for getting into Adam's gifts, which includes something called a hot pot. Uh, sorry, chaps, both I and Sabrina meant a fucking kettle. Uh, suddenly, the toaster pops, and it's another gift, yet it's stuck on Salem's bagel and cheese. She pulls it out, and in comes a tsunami of cheese gushing the screen. Um, and it was at this point, I was thinking, was this a 3D episode? Like, are we adding season one? Because this would have been killer in in uh, in 3D. Yeah, actual fourth wall breaking on the camera. Uh, cheese. Mm. But uh, yeah, that happened because Salem put a whole wheel of cheese in the toaster. I'm not, I'm not even mad. Yeah, I'm impressed. Damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Graham. Had to. Because <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yes, of course he did. Anything else to add, Graham, or was it all leading up to that joke it, that uh, Chris glamorously the, stole from you? Literally just the Anchorman reference. Doesn't matter. Carry on. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, like I said, it could have been a 3D episode, or I've just thought maybe a 3B episode, but I don't know. If it doesn't really, doesn't really work there. So, speaking of uh, bad jokes, we go from one to another, as it's time for the title sequence, where, yeah. as we have done for all the other 21 episodes of this season, uh, we've written our own mirror gag to replace the one. That we lost. Um, so I, I initially it was going to be me because it's we go in rotation. It, it was me this week, but then I also s- suggested to the chaps, why don't we all do one? You know, with it being the, the finale, um, you know, we'll put them all together and we'll see who really is uh, the worst. Uh, probably me. Uh, spoiler. So, um, so mine. I chaps. don't think it will be because I only read that text while you were doing the intro. So uh, <laughs> I'm still thinking of one as as, as we speak. So uh... okay, okay. Well, uh, ch- I've got one, but I've got no context. Oh, well, when, whenever you ever, um, you just <laughs> the one you did last time was just it's not a joke, it's a fact. And then I think the before then you you made a reference to John Bon Jovi, I think. I don't know. Yeah, you've not you've not been on form so far, so Chris, you no, might be out of place. No, no, no. Is, uh, my 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 argument is as soon as I did the best mirror gag in the world, I've just been on a downward trajectory. You just you just retired. Yeah, standard. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, mine. She's dressed in her piggy kit or gym class kit, as you might say, um, over there. Um, And she's just jogging on the spot. And she says, what's life without a few obstacles? And then just before the screen disappears, she gets whacked by a big uh, sort of punch bag swinging in from uh, from camera right and knocks her out. Oh, how violent. 
Well, it's, it's, un- it's nice. unexpected. It's just like very common. It's very Gladiators-esque. It's just yes. gets swung, she gets taken out of frame, and it just looks a bit fun because it just came out of nowhere. In that case, then, mine is... Um, she's dressed as a cat uh, with a and is twirling her tail, mm-hmm. and she just says the phrase, it's a tale as old as time. Nice. Okay. Uh, not Nothing to do with the episode, but as you said, you warned us. Um, us, I think you'll find I think you'll find it does have relevance to the oh, episode. Oh, of course. Salem is a cat, I guess. Um, guess there we no. Go. No. No, it's the end of an era. It's a tale as old as time. Okay. okay. I, I, see what, I see what you've done there. Um, now let's see what Graham's done there. Um, she, there's some uh, of those alphabet blocks that babies play with. The ABC box, they're, they're stacked up. And she kicks them over and says, Goodbye, ABC. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Got yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, um, you know, it's not funny because I think it was, a huge, it's, it's, it was a huge blow for the network. So it's. It, it, uh, well, I know, I think it was a huge blow for the show. The network cancelled the show. The show didn't leave the network. Yeah. That's that's true, yeah. So yeah, so she might well, yeah. They re-edited that one and just thought, yeah, buy ABC, go to another set of letters, and yeah, it moves to CBS uh, on a lower budget and lower viewership, unfortunately. Yeah. There, but um, yeah, well, there you go, um, guys. Last time for season four, um, yeah, there are mirror gags, and maybe I think on the whole, who's have been better, the shows or ours? Ours, yeah, maybe maybe ours. I mean, we've we've left more at ours. I know we're biased, but we've laughed more at hours than we ever laughed at the shows. So. That's true. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the show would have had the the wit to come up with Halloween, like uh, no. like like Chris came up with, and I also don't think they would have had the uh, the the the, the balls or the, the guts to really go for uh, Sabrina dresses a tank. No, and both of those were no. both of those were Chris's. So both I of those were Chris's. That See, means that Chris wins at Mirror Gags. I, I win at Mirror Gags. I told you. I told you, I am the greatest mirror gagger uh, in the world. I just uh, can't there be fucked. Mirror, anymore. mirror on the wall, who's the funniest of them all? But the answer is, it's that bloody Chris Evans, isn't it? Well, that's apt. Apt. It certainly for is. For this episode. Maybe that was my mirror gag. That, just, it led up to that bit. We literally had a mirror man in the episode, and we didn't <laughs> think about doing that for the mirror gag. No, sorry, we all, sorry, we all suck. Sorry. Stop slapping ourselves on the back, we're all awful. <laughs> Just oh, start shit. slapping oh, ourselves yeah. around the flipping face instead. Oh, dear. Um, anyway, after the tiles, uh, we're in the coffee shop, which for the final time, perhaps ever in the show and podcast, it's called what, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you were going to ask me, and I've genuinely been thinking okay, about okay. it. And um, I really haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> remember, you said it last week. You said it by accident it's... last week, you remember? Did I? Beans. I know it's got beans in there. Bean. Yeah. Is it? Bean there, brewed that. Yeah! Yeah! 22 episodes of this shit. There we go. You can carry on patting yourself on the back now. That's that's fine. You've redeemed yourself. Uh, yes, we are at Bean There Brood That. And Sabrina is going about her toilet business. Uh, not that kind. She's just, just cleaning up for herself. Uh, Josh is on the till when Harvey rocks up and calls him out for being a paper boy. So rightfully, Harvey calls him out for being a college student still attending school proms. Boom! Nonce. 
Boom. Nonce. Nonce. Um, yeah, well, we get a few digs from Harvey at this about correctly pointing out, yeah, Josh is this older. He's made out He's made out to sound like he's a lot older than we think he is, like a, a good few years older than uh, than Sabrina. Um, but yeah, he just keeps, keeps ratting him out for going, you know, you're a college student who can't get a girl his own age and attends high school proms. And uh, yeah. In, in, in my mind, in my mind, because Josh is the manager of the coffee place, I'm assuming he's 21 as a minimum. Okay, yeah, that's a good shout. I think he's like a college senior. So yeah. it's, it is, as the kids say these days, a bit sus, <laughs> yeah. to say the least, what he's doing here. So Yeah, uh, but it's nice to see. Obviously, we, we saw it a little bit last uh, in the last episode of you know Harvey and Josh squaring up a little bit. But yeah, it's really nice to see Harvey. You know, he's grown a pair of kinkles on him, and he's really sort of just really. I guess, maybe in a bit of a douchey way, saying you know, stay away from my girl. But again, that, that's the sort of side to Harvey that we have needed with this with this Josh looking threat hang, that, that's been looming over. Hang on a tick. Hang, hang on a tick. We season one of Sabrina. She was sixteen, right? Yes. We've had four seasons. Yes. One directly follows on from the other in time. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm ninety percent sure we've had like four Christmas episodes and oh, four yeah. Halloween. Oh episodes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. You you are not so you are not be... mistaken, Chris. So, so she's twenty, but she's eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that... You, you're spot on there. We had uh, one year roll, uh, well, two years rolled into one. But it still had a Christmas episode in it. Yeah, yeah. Two Christmases, two Valentines, two Halloweens, all in over the space of what was supposed to be one academic year. That's broken my brain. Two, yeah, two, 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 four years where two years have happened, but annual events have occurred four times. Mm. If anyone's keeping score at home, Um, makes you wonder. Yeah, maybe, maybe they were right to drop it. Yeah. No, one, no one knows what they're doing. Um, but anyway, um, Harvey obviously riles up a bit and he tells Sabrina that because Josh obviously likes her, he wants her to quit her job. Uh, she didn't say no and he feels obviously kind of betrayed for that. Um, speaking of continuing subplots from our one episode to the next, uh, Zelda is in the kitchen trying to file paperwork for the lawsuit again that Hilda uh, was uh, placed on when Mr. Craft crashed into her car. So again, it was, it was as if, guys, these episodes were filmed pretty much back to back so uh yeah it's a bit bit a uh, bit alien this for us but yeah plots falling over into each other upstairs sabrina is asking salem for advice which obviously goes nowhere whilst downstairs the biggest twist in the show so far was that the imdb trivia was wrong and mr bloody craft himself walks through the door i can't believe it i can't be- i there is you know in, in in the in these modern times you know there's very few very little media I still trust, but the IMDb trivia is 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 one such institution. So my uh, my 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 faith uh, is 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 shook, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, I I I got really scared. I thought he was a ghost. I was like, he's meant to be dead. He's gone. Why is he there? Yeah, I I I was you know we die in last episode. He died in a heart. In my mind, he yeah, did. Yeah. In my mind, he died. Well, you know, we, we did a big send off for him. We said we said how much Martin Mull meant for us, and then here he is appearing. And you know, we're thinking, oh, oh maybe this is the send off. This is the closure we're going to get. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll see where this bit takes us. But uh, it's the it's the equivalent of um, spoiling a surprise birthday party by jumping out too soon at the wrong person, yeah. and then moments later, the 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 birthday person walks through the door that that's how i felt if you want to know our 
thoughts on Martin Mull and what he brought to the show, please consult the previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) And just imagine he wasn't in this one because, in all honesty, he might as well have have not been. Um, But yeah, boys, I I was so riled up by IMDb, you know, which which we, we do look to as being a really, you know, you know, the the text to go for anything to do with uh, you know movie data you know it's 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 reliable i was so upset that i flagged it and it's been uh, it's been hidden now while uh, while it gets investigated so uh, yeah no one no one else will make really? that no one else will make that same mistake did did you actually do that absolutely mate i'm a man of my word you are trying to you know preserve the truth yeah, yeah. and to be honest the imdb the actual database pretty pretty accurate pretty useful mm. it's the trivia where any old fucker gets to have at whatever shit they fancy putting in there um, but, uh, where it starts to uh, veer off and then there's the reviews oh boy so the reviews <laughs> but, uh... um, but yeah so yeah so Mr. Craft so uh, you know can this appearance be more fulfilling than the last episode will three men in their 30s retrospectively watching a show from two decades ago get closure from this man only time will certainly tell um, he, anyway Mr. Craft comes round to drop the lawsuit but then immediately crashes into Zelda and plots to sue again that's funny. It's very much funny, yeah. The exact same thing happening again. It's funny. <laughs> and then he does something very similar again later on. So it's a bit, a bit of a silly joke we've got going on. Um, but anyway, back upstairs, Sabrina is still annoyed about Harvey and Josh just not getting on. So she consults the magic book and finds a recipe for friendship bread, where if two enemies break bread together, they'll get along just fine. So at least we're getting some bit of magic and magic book in this episode to see us off. Uh, back outside the coffee shop, which is accurately called, being there brewed that, uh, Brad quizzes Harvey about why he keeps coming to this place, the place where his nemesis works. And he says he's got to keep an eye on Mr. I-can't-get-a-girlfriend-my-own-age. Man, Josh needs another vial of ointment for that fucking burn. Um, so, yeah, again, this little side to, to Harvey. It's, uh, I wish we could see more of it on that, well, on that later. Well, I, it's, it's one of those things. It's been four seasons, and again and an- another hotel chain seen- that Chris, you're very good at naming those. <laughs> Chris lives between two hotels. It's been four seasons, and and we haven't seen this side of Harvey, and and it, and I don't like it because uh, in the previous scene when they were in the coffee house, Harvey says the phrase, "I never ask you to do anything, but I want you to quit your job." That's not okay. No, it's not okay. And at now all. that's not okay. And now he's being somewhat, I'd say, somewhat overly aggressive. Um, when when all we've ever seen of of Sabrina is is Sabrina consoling, or, or for lack of a better phrase, it's not the right one to use, choosing Harvey over Josh. So so in, he's got n- literally nothing to worry about. He is just being completely childish and immature. And he's what's that word I'm looking for? A dick. <laughs> he's been a bit. He's been a bit dick kinkle, you might say. He's turning into his father. Well, yeah. he is. The apple doesn't fall he far from the tree. He's turning into dick kinkle. I will say this: it's accurate teenage boy in his first relationship behaviour, very much. But it's not our Harvey, and particularly, I mean, the you know the sort of squaring up to Josh, keep away from my girl is one thing, you know, like. He's yeah. He's 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 very young. He's very par- he loves Sabrina a lot, and he's very paranoid. Um, it's not good, but it does happen a lot, especially in people in f- dealing with love and relationships for the first time. Um, him saying to her, 
quit your job that you need to save money to go to college and that you enjoy because you work with this guy who you've... I mean, she did wonder if she had feelings for him. She still kind of does, but she's never acted upon them. Um, yeah, that's the not cool bit to me. Yeah, because he, he says, like, you know, I, I want you to quit this job, um, you know, do it for me. It's, you know, pretty much it's the job or me. And she says, no, I need this job, you know, to save up for college. And, you know, and I like working here. You know, well, she even says that she likes Josh, you know, because in fact, you know, he's, he's a good person to work for. Um, and he just says, that doesn't sound like a no to me. And he walks off. And again, it is, you know, it is. Yes, it's g- narcissistic. Is yeah, what it is. it's it's really not okay, and it is you know it is narcissistic to that sense. And I guess in a way, it's a bit of a subtle development, you know, because you know don't forget halfway through this season, Harvey and Sabrina split, and you know they had that at the end of that episode after that little mini arc where they were basically just venting at each other about what they don't like about each other, you know, and it eventually got them back together. So I mean, I guess you could read into it that you know a lot of those things were you know because he was very. Um, very again, really not the right word to use, but it kind of sums up. He was very flaccid around. <laughs> again, not not in that sense, but like you know, he's insecure. In, yeah, very insecure. Very just relaxed. Very just like, oh yeah, Sabrina's my girl. It's fine. I've got nothing to worry about. Um, and then obviously it turned out he did have something to worry about, and he didn't action on it. So I guess he's been a bit more assertive, but it does come off as uh, yeah, and that's uh, not not yeah. Hashtag not our Harvey. It comes out of us. I think I'm so wedded to the sitcom world of any time anybody acts like a dick at the end of, at the end of the episode they say I'm sorry I was a dick and everything goes back to normal and we don't get the I'm sorry I was a dick and we don't get the everything goes back to normal which is interesting mm. Um, mm. in terms of what doesn't get resolved at the end of this episode of this season but this thing is something where I don't think they really thought about how out of character it was and how unfair it was they were just like we need to set up some sort of conflict here so yeah. this is what we'll have him do and it didn't seem at all natural yeah and, and a bit too late to the party like you know it's kind of very late yeah very very sort of quickly wrapping up um you know this is what this, you know harvey needs to be a bit like this um and uh oh, oh, oh and, and uh, we, we need to wrap it all up and oh, okay yeah cliffhanger that's it you know the, there is no resolve for us you know we're just seeing this side of harvey that we don't like and then we're not having it explained or resolved it's just left as a bit of a Oh, okay, that's that's a little concerning. But uh, again, more about Harvey, obviously, throughout and especially uh, at the end of this episode. Again, as I've said before, I forget the old episodes. <laughs> but <laughs> that's it. Um, Sabrina wondering whether she might like Josh and might like him more than Harvey is something that we've had in this season. And, oh, uh, yeah, more, more than, yeah, more than thrice. That, that, that is something that we have had. Harvey and Josh as rivals is brand new as of the last episode, mm. is it not? Uh, it feels yes. It feels very, very tacked on. Yeah, they, they yeah. The, even when Sabrina was choosing between them, they didn't really come into contact other than when Sabrina kissed or hugged Josh at the door, and Harvey saw it, and even then he was upset and left. You know, there was no. Yeah, they didn't come together. They only came to blows. For, you know, for the first time last episode. But they did meet. Again, I, this is a point that I've said before, and I'll Please. say it again. They had so many good stories in this season that they just did not utilise whatsoever. And it, that, I think that's what's pissed me off the most. I think that's what's pissed me off about this season the most. You know, they had so many ways they could go with it, and, and they just fucking didn't. Yeah, I think... I think it, I think 
I have a feeling one of you mentioned it earlier. I don't know if it was on the actual podcast or um, you know just in conversation. It, it's this season's kind of been a bit like the Fire Festival. Um, they, they promised a lot and just didn't really deliver. And it's um, you know we've just been left with this you know piece of cheese on on two slices of dry bread and you know and a polystyrene container sort of as a season rather than the big glitz and glamour and rock star lifestyle. We we were we were thought we were going to get at the, at the start of you know episode one and two. Blink one eighty two didn't show up in uh, Sabrina season four either, so yeah, they do, they do have a lot in common, Sabrina and yeah. the uh, Fire Festival. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 very very true. Um, yeah, so, so obviously Harvey and Josh are in the um, are still in the coffee shop. They all come to blows. Harvey tries to keep his cool, but he loses it immediately. And this is where Sabrina breaks up the scuffle with that bread she's made, and she shoves it in their mouths, and they instantly become best bread buddies. Hashtag not bread. It's a fucking cake. It's it's like a fruity cake, a fruit loaf. Oh, here we here oh, we go. Okay. We, did, we did we did think this would come back, did we? <laughs> but yes. Hashtag is a cake. Hashtag is a cake. It's a fruit loaf, which you know it's yeah. you know it, that a fr- also known as a fruit cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and as well, the enemies are supposed to break it. She breaks it for them and then shoves it in their throat. Yes. So I don't think the so it shouldn't work. Yeah, the spell shouldn't work. really work. Yeah. But uh, hey, where we go, season four, let's get it over and done with. Um, so yeah, so she breaks the scuffle and she gives them um, this uh, this fruity cake. I tell you what, I don't know what fan communities were like in two thousand, but these days. If you had two love rivals over a girl... Loaf rivals. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, yes, if you had two guys fighting over a girl, half the fan community would be imagining what would it be like if the two guys fucked? Or what would it be like <laughs> if they were together? So this this Harvey and Josh bromance scene, I imagine if fan communities back then were anything like they are now, probably really satisfied a lot of people. Mm. There'll be a lot of fan art. There'll be a lot Yes. But yeah, but yeah, no. To be honest, Graham, I never thought about what Harvey and and, and Josh uh, would be like if they fucked. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to imagine it now, but I'm also trying to read read them a little bit of script. So, I'm I'm just trying to think of their ship name. Jarvi, Jarvi, uh, uh, Hosh, Harvosh, Hosh. No, it'd just be Hash, Hash, Hash slash. That's what it would be. Hash fiction. Hash fiction. There we go. So, meanwhile at home, Hilda and Zelda are squabbling over who got Sabrina the best gift. You know, obviously, just like the other gifts uh, Sabrina got at the start of this episode. Um, Hilda got her a talking mirror, or a literal homemade scent, which is what um, Zelda got her. Salem breaks them both, and the man in the mirror escapes. Luckily, though, it's some old bloke, and not redacted. Uh, back at the coffee shop, and Harvey and Josh are getting along just fine. Uh, fine until the inevitable doom and regret sets in. Oh my god, we finally we finally find out what happens to the man in the mirror. <laughs> Do, and he's he's a grumpy old man trapped in it. So here comes the mirror man, as the human league once said. Um and he is played by Dennis Lipscomb. Right. Um there's not much to say about him. He was in a lot of uh, things in very small roles, but I have to do this one last time. Phil I yes. have an interesting <gasps> fact. <gasps> About Dennis Lipscomb. <laughs> what is it, Graham? What is it? He's dead. Amazing. I mean, it's devastating uh, for his family, but rest, rest yeah, in peace, ter- Mr. Mirror Man. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Rest in peace, Mirror Man. But I'm glad we got it in there one last yeah. time. The end of an era, Chris, and we need to uh, celebrate that era. Yeah, but yeah, it's def- definitely a time to celebrate the end of an era, particularly um, the era of someone's life. Uh, Mr. What's, what's his name? Dennis Lipsync. De- De- Dennis Lipscomb. 
don't even know his sorry. name. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this kind of open starts Hilda and Zelda's little subplot. Really, isn't nothing, nothing that exciting. But they're just fighting and squabbling about who's getting Serena the, the best gift before they eventually do settle on one, which actually does lead to I think the funniest image and scene perhaps in this entire show's history, um, right at the very end. But before that, uh, we're back at home and Salem reckons he's going to be thrown out once Sabrina leaves, but then recalls that the Witches' Council won't let them get rid of him. However, he eavesdrops at the wrong time and reckons the person that Hilda and Zelda do want to throw out is him, rather than the Mirror Man, who, if I remember rightly, he's just demanding where they have booze, I think, because he's escaped when the mirror's been broken. He's just saying, have you got any drink in here? Um, he's a bizarre character. So, yeah. He's kind of like a... He's a, he's a He's kind of like a bitchy sort of, you know, socialite kind of guy, and also <laughs> yeah. also an alcoholic. I don't really know what I don't know what they're trying they're, they're trying to achieve with this guy. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's kind of like a poor man's yet drunk Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I feel like he's just <laughs> very just very weird, very... very weird character. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so he's just hanging around for for a little bit. This this fella from throwing out to throwing up. As Sabrina hates how pally the lads are getting and how left out she's now become, so she makes them both throw up the bread. And obviously, post vom, they return to hating each other. And Harvey gets banned from the coffee shop, telling Sabrina that if she don't quit her job, they are through. So just out of curiosity, they threw up. That that then took the bread out of their system. Therefore, through the same thinking, the next time they had a dump, yes. they would have also have stopped being friends. Then again, the nutrients from the bread would have been used by their body, so... Again, if they didn't throw it up and they just left, you know, their digestive tract to, to you know, to sort it out... Um, how would that do for the environmental, um, you know, implications in, of the poo realm? You know, a bit of, you know, some some friendship-ridden feces falls out in there. What does that do to the ecosystem in the, um, you know, in the, in the poo realm? All do you the, think all the poos become friends? It'd be delightful. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing but a row of just friendly feces. Oh, so I should have said the feco system, really, of the um, of, of the poo realm. <laughs> We got the poo realm in. We got the poo realm in as well. We're going to get all the running gags in. We 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 are. We we do. Do you two have a list or something that I I'm unaware of things that we need to hit during this episode? Oh, sorry. Did we did, did we email it to you? The, the set list. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I tell you what, though. I've actually noticed there was a typo which I missed because because I just read it normal. But I actually typed in Harvey and Bread instead of Harvey and Brad. Um, <laughs> How confusing. <laughs> Brad and butter. Anyway, um, um, back home and Salem drives it into Sabrina that the reason she won't quit her job is because deep down she still really likes Josh. But obviously she can't imagine life without Harvey. Being unable to choose between them, she signs up for a magical boyfriend course, which, lo and behold, turns out to be an actual obstacle course that the two must complete. Sabrina then asks the referee how this course helps her determine which boyfriend to pick. And the fella tells her that she'll pick the one who isn't dead. Um, obviously, it's not going to be um, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> not Dennis Lipscomb. <laughs> no, sorry, he is dead. And uh, this uh, referee character is called Mr. Cornwallis, according to the, cr- the credits. Oh, I don't think, uh, I don't think she by... referred to him. She kept referring to him as, as just like... No. Just to, uh, not four eyes, but you know, she called him a dweeb and things like that. But yeah, it's nice that he yeah. did actually have a name. Didn't, didn't she call him a zebra? At yes. One point? Yeah, because he had the stripes, the uh, American sports ref yeah. stripes on. You, you, you know what I did enjoy. You know what I did enjoy. Um, the, the the it was a it was a sideline, 
uh, where he just says, it's like, yeah, the rules haven't changed since the 16th century. I was like, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, like it's basically... It's at, it's, at the, it's at the end when she's the damsel in distress and they have to save her. And he's like, I know you're thinking this yeah. is a bit sexist, but yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, yeah, I... That, I know that, that it sounds really sexist, good. but this hasn't been updated since 1672. He says, "Yeah, about the rules." So, I mean, um, again, we've always we've always made comments about the witches' council being incredibly outdated. So, uh, yeah, there we go. We've, at least we've got some sort of reference for their rulings. That is consistent. Uh, but yeah, this guy's played by uh, Tim Bagley, who um, is a professional sitcom guest star, mm-hmm. pretty much a professional minor role in uh, films guy, a uh, com- comedy films guy. He has a He's one of the doctors in Knocked Up, for instance. All right. Um, is it- and this is 40 as well. Okay, okay. He's- got invited back. Mind a role, but got invited back for the sequel. How about there that? There we go. He's laughing all the way to the yeah. bank. Um, is yeah. is he dead? Is he dead, Graham? And no, he's still with us, fortunately. Oh, um, fun fact. He's still alive. Uh, well, it's great for his family, but not, not, for, not for our gags. Um, so, yeah, there we go. So, Chris... How how you have it? It's um you know mild peril for for the end of season four. There we go, just like you wanted. It's not that mild. People could have died. I, I really like peril. Peril was my thing. I wanted peril in every episode. I finally got a bit of peril, but it's uh, season four has ground me so far down that um. But I think even 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 with the drawbacks of season four, I think axe blades, flamethrowers, snakes, Chris. That's that's more that's almost as perilous as that CGI volcano that Harvey had to leap across in season one. Well, I mean, no CGI and no stock footage here. No, real fire, very close to the act as it seemed at one point. <laughs> yeah, the, might have, there might have actually been some plexiglass there that I didn't notice, and then later on the fire is superimposed in. But there is definitely a scene of. Um, particularly David Lasher getting very close to real fire. Mm. Um, and we get shoot snakes as well. We do, we do. Well, also, that's just reminding me, obviously, we're talking about um, Harvey and, uh, Harvey and uh, Josh sort of fan fiction. Obviously, just reminded me of his name being David Lasher. It could be just Lash Fiction. Lash Fiction? Yes, there we go. There we go. So that's what it's called. If you've got this sudden urge to write erotic novella about uh, about Josh played by... Uh, David Lasher. Then we go. Lash fiction is uh, maybe, maybe we should start that going. Maybe that should be another show we start doing. Um, I'm sure he'd really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure he would. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, say that that's uh, another thing. We we still haven't done Salem Origins yet, mate. Let's not add more onto our bow. No, no, but you did. Add, you did add another one off the checklist, Chris. There, though. So well done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We finally got a nudge sh- of Salem origin stories. There we go. We should have fucking played Sabrina Bingo. <laughs> Well, people listening can play the bingo because it's it's not Sabrina bingo; it's our podcast bingo. We're doing all the That's running true. gags. Mm. That is true. Yeah. So we could you can issue Phil a bingo card. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, along with this last episode. At home, meanwhile, Salem is still convinced he's on the out, and he tries to be nice to Hilda, which seems uh, which sees him flung down the stairs in some great comedic puppetry. Um, yeah, Hilda oh just bats him, bats him away, and he tumbles down, and then we get a close up of him with his claw reaching up and then falling again. It's great. It's great. Yes. Best puppetry ever in this episode. So so good. Just yeah. I mean, obviously, Nick McKay always. Gives just the right scream when Salem is uh, is knocked and thrown. But did you see when he actually when she removes his claw from the um, rail and he actually falls down the stairs? The yeah. puppet probably like ragdolls. <laughs> like, it doesn't just like flop as one continuous thing, which in itself is funny. The puppet probably ragdolls like it's a real thing with moving appendages. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, well that's the thing as well with it ragdolling. I thought I thought we'd get a glimpse of Salem's arsehole. 
Yeah, well, there we go. That's another one of the bingo card. There's, there there's another one. And there was um, a... We also get... Ref- we do get reference to his uh, perfectly rounded... Uh, bum Butter. cheeks. Yeah, uh, buttocks, yeah. In this, in, this, uh, in this episode. So we get, we get close. We nearly get there. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah. we nearly we, get we, there. We, 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 we nearly get yeah. the popo. So close to the popo. Um, anyway, back on track. And due to the athleticism of these two stud muffins, a little obstacle course isn't really going to harm them. So they go to sudden death, which sees Sabrina immersed in quicksand, awaiting rescue like a damsel in distress. And this is where, um, yeah, the the referee says, "I know it sounds sexist, but this hasn't been updated since 19, uh, 1672. Uh, at home, and Salem is still trying to sweet talk and sweet treat into Hildren's Elder's good books, whilst the gals finally settle on the perfect graduation gift for Sabrina: a car." Um, speaking of which, Mr. Kraft rocks up again to drop the new lawsuit against uh, Zelda and admit that they've been through too much to end on this sour note. And, you know, that's all we wanted at the end of the last episode. Uh, but then he leaves and immediately, I think he just falls into all the trash <laughs> cans, I think. <laughs> yeah. just falls in the bins, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Great, great stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I did enjoy that running gag. Somehow he fell into all the trash cans or something like that, you know. So this yeah. guy's such a ignoramus; he's he's done it. But uh, what what is good about this is that you know they, uh, you know, he apologizes. You know, we've been through so much. You know, I do I do love you, and you know, I am sorry that I let this go to my head. And she goes to hug him, and he actually says no, like no, or like I don't deserve this, or, or no. So he actually admits he's done wrong, and he doesn't want Zelda to forgive him just quite so easy because they have history kind of just kind of owns up owns up to his uh his his mistakes and his uh and his dickheadedness and uh you know so 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 we do kind of have a goodbye to the character in the sense of yeah so he had this big um big blowout of him just being a complete wazzich um but then um yeah he's actually just admitted he was wrong and he's like okay let's just leave it here i'm sorry you know you'll never see me again because um, you know, assuming he's not coming to school anymore. But yeah, you know, thanks for everything. Goodbye. And that's that's kind of what we get. Not quite how we wanted it to go, but you know, it's a better send off than uh, than the last episode, I guess. We said that we wanted his send off to include elements of what a petty little shit he is, but also elements of his more redeeming qualities hmm. um, that we've come to know as we've come to know the character better, uh, particularly his affection for Zelda. So. Yeah, I think we kind of get that. We kind of get what we asked for because we thought we weren't going to be getting it because we thought we'd seen the last of him in the previous episode. So yeah, I think it was a much much more fitting send off for Craft than we appeared to have gotten in the last episode. Yeah, when uh, when IMDb uh, cruelly uh, tricked us into thinking that uh, we'd seen the last of him. Yeah, and and in fact, they just got the name uh, the wrong name because it was actually uh, it was the last appearance of Dreamer. From yes, the it last was episode. I, I I do believe anyway. Uh, I don't think she makes it uh, into to the, the the cast part of the, the next few seasons. I mean, she barely um, made it into this season. Um, <laughs> she really did. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. You know, again, great effort of uh, um, China Shavers. I can't, yeah. I can't think of a name. Uh, so China Shavers. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I th- it was a shame with with, with Dreamer because when she was introduced, um, you know, we had this new witch and a new best friend. So again, kind of like a, a, an evolution of Valerie in the sense of this is a kooky friend who also has magic and also she's very clumsy and bad at magic and even on that level we didn't really explore that at all she did a few bum magic uh, tricks here and there but nothing that was really catastrophic um you know to the point where sabrina had to really really clean it up and 
I've said a lot. I really wanted Serena to take on this this uh, mentor role, and we don't get that. It's just a really, really wasted character, and you know, a wasted actress. You know, I'm sure she's capable of much better things, and it's just yeah, yeah. we don't get a, we don't get to see any real glimpse of this yeah. character, and uh, you know, this this actress, and um, yeah, and again, you know. Another cast member we never see again. The exact same thing can be said for for Brad. Such a real exciting character to be brought into the show. You know, I think we're so excited about seeing this witch hunt, and oh my god, this is going to be huge. And again, so wasted. And you know, with um, um, again another a great actor, great performance, great character in in a sense of you know the actual um sarcastic very sort of just subtly very rude character that brad has been uh, particularly towards sabrina but again wasted on um you know on on, on all fronts from john huertas as well yeah i'll have absolutely no abiding memories of either dreamer or brad other than the disappointment that not more was done with their character and that has absolutely no bearing on john huertas and China Shavers, who I'm sure are very, very talented actors. In fact, we know they are talented actors because on the rare occasion they were given something to do, they were good. But yeah, just two non-characters, which is sad because they were introduced as people who could potentially play um, important and interesting roles in the series and mm. never did. Yeah, because instead the writers decided to focus on a love triangle that that yeah. That they didn't even focus on. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the the introduction of um, a, a new love, um, uh, you know, rival, you know, uh, you know for, for Sabrina, that actually has added something to the show. It's not really done it in the best of ways, but it has, as, as you've said many times, Graham, the whole relationship that the the you know the love relationship between Sabrina and Harvey, you know, the audience would be very very invested yes. into. So it, it it's definitely something that has paid off, and there was that big blowout halfway through the season. So that has added something. You know, Josh as a character, and obviously David Lash has been very good in this season. He's added a lot to it. But yeah, these other two cast members who could have been really really great and like instant classic characters, Sabrina, have just been wasted in also just a single season run as well. Like it's so so devastating. I'll- Half season, season run, yeah. really, as far as, as far as they're concerned, because yeah, they appear so so <sighs> infrequently. I don't think that's them not being used. I think it was probably, oh well, we don't have the money to pay for another full time cast member, and so they mm. are only in select episodes. But yeah, they're not even used well when they show up. That's the problem. We we hard we hardly knew ye. It's what we want to say. Harvey and Josh, they defy the threat of the swinging axe blades and the pit of venomous snakes, to which Harvey overcomes his irrational childhood fear of snakes for his love for Sabrina. There's a big slow motion leap and it's and it's great. We get um we get uh, obviously with the uh, fear of snakes and the kind of jungleish setting, we get some uh, rip off Indiana Jones music as well when he does his uh, his big jump. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, but yeah, and they're all pushing each other out of the way, and just because ultimately it's like I'm going to be the one that saves Sabrina. I'm going to be the one that's going to save Sabrina. Um, and they eventually end up with a rock that seems to be equipped with a flamethrower. And instead of fighting, the boys decide to work together because, as Harvey points out, the most important thing is that Sabrina is saved. Doesn't matter who does the saving; she just needs to be saved. So. Uh, they, uh, you know, above all, they make sure that it happens. Uh, they both save Sabrina's life, and both lads are spared. And Sabrina must once again make this decision herself. <sighs> just brings back of old memories of Jungle Room. Apart from, you know, mm. the kids didn't fall in love at the end; they just won prizes. Um, um, speaking, good, good set as well. Got to say, oh, e- excellent set. It's, um, we, we, it's not yeah. outside, but um, 
it also doesn't look like shit, which is a hard thing to pull off. <laughs> but indoor it's also se- not the it's also not the canteen, which again I yeah. guess you can stamp off on the bingo card as well that we brought that up. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a great looking set, and we've said that for the last few episodes. Yeah, um, you know, like Genie's Bottle and uh, the school prom and looked nice, even though we were but I mean they, they are indoor settings, whereas this is meant to be outdoors. It isn't, mm. but it also doesn't look dreadful as yeah indoor outdoor sets very often do on TV shows. So uh, yeah, from a jungle run to a, another kind of run, Mister Craft gets run over by Salem, who's stolen Sabrina's car keys, and he's gone for a joyride. Um, and I couldn't quite gauge who said it, but someone definitely shouted, "Holy mother of pearl!" And I laughed out really loudly. Very, I thought it was very fantastic. Funny. Salem, I mean, not as funny as. A real cat Salem driving a tiny car, but puppet cat Salem <laughs> driving a full-size car. Very funny. Uh, it's a yellow uh, VW Beetle with SAB1 RNA as its uh, mm. SABR1 RNA. Hang on, I can't spell Sabrina. Shit. <laughs> SABR SABR1 NA. There we go. There we go. You, you, he did it. He did. Yeah. So it's a a gold uh, VW Beetle convertible that they've bought for Sabrina with a personalised number plate. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. So that's that's, 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 that's yeah, that's what they've decided on Hildren's Elder, the the go halvesies, and they um yeah they, they they buy her a car, which is something she has been wanting for at, at least two seasons now, I think. Yeah, I also love the fact that they've gone from a homemade scent and a man in a mirror to we're gonna buy her a car. <laughs> yeah, that's what I she mean, really wanted. Yeah, yeah, no, it is what she really wanted. But I'm talking about like um monetary value mm. something that you made yourself and a man in the mirror which could have been magic tin you've gone from essentially free to 10 to 15 grand i mean who who said that they didn't make the car themselves it could be a homemade car it could but automobiles do change hands for uh money even in the other realm as we saw in my nightmare the car so uh, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't get didn't get to meet this car. I wonder it had if it was talking. It was just a standard one. Yeah. If it was voiced by any 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 dead comedians, we'll we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's just very very funny. Like you know, Mister Craft. I think he's just he's you know he's he's kind of just getting back to life. He's actually outside. He's actually on an. I think he's on an out outside. Yes. Set, this is this is an outdoor set. It's um. It's a. It's like the main street sort of. Uh, backlot set, which I think you see yeah. quite a few different things. Yeah, and he's just out. He's talking about where he's going to go for, to eat, and yeah, Salem's going for a joyride. So he stole the keys, and it freezes a little bit on his face as he's just because this puppet is holding the wheels of the car. Yes, it is. <laughs> and he's got a big shocked expression on his face, and he crashes into Mister Craft, and Mister Craft just goes, "I am so gonna." Wait, a cat? <laughs> it's just really? actually like... I mean, how do you... We don't see Mr. Craft. Now, this is the last time we, we ever see this character. He's, he's, but, he's committed after this. <laughs> but suicide or to... Uh, to no, like, to, uh, to an institution. Okay, right. Just just double-checking. Yeah, because you don't walk away from that going, I know I definitely saw a cat driving a car. Especially like if, if the cops or whatever, you know, come and take the car away. Back home and Sabrina is relaying all the goss from the obstacle race to her aunts when just then the toaster pops with a notice from the witches council. It turns out that after the friendship bread spell Harvey had reached his spell quota meaning that the forgetful spell cast during the obstacle race, you know, so he wouldn't remember him, uh, himself doing it was actually null and void. So not only did Harvey do everything super brave himself but he waltzes right into the kitchen and asking Sabrina to explain how on earth 
She is a witch. The dun, dun, dun. Yep. Okay. The end. Two things. Two things, Chris. Two things. Spell quotas. Was that a thing previously? It's the first we've heard of it. Yep. Okay. So, second thing. Why Why the fuck are mortals pre-programmed with a spell count number? Like above the floating above the head that mortals can see? Because otherwise, you have no idea who the fuck is close to having their spell quota reached and who isn't. Yeah, they need something a bit like uh, they have on Death Note where people who have the shiggy gummy eyes, they can see... Um, you know, the date of when person, someone's going to die naturally. Uh, so that's what they need. They need to look at just step, uh, these witches need to stare at mortals and go, oh, okay, uh, I can do 17 more magic uh, tricks on uh, on this fella. But yeah, we don't see any of that. It's just, oh, it's normal. Oh, oh sorry, Sabrina, we didn't coach you properly on uh, managing your spells. But uh, yeah, you've used all of them up on a single person within three years. <laughs> so uh, every day yeah. somebody would be having a spell cast. Well, not every day because there's not that many... Um witches in the mortal realm as we know but you know it would have happened a fair bit that unwittingly you cast a spell on a stranger not knowing that they've already reached their quota and thus it's not going to work on them and they've just seen you cast a spell and they're going to remember it and be like what the hell so yeah <laughs> but at, at, at the same time out of every human we have ever met in in the four seasons Harvey's had a fucking shit ton of spells cast on him. <laughs> he's, he's, and he's had plenty, as it seems. Yeah, he's, he's... So it's it's that moment of, it's not surprising, but a little bit of warning would have been nice. Yeah. A little bit of realm building would have there been nice. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Should have full house now. Yeah. I mean, as well, boys, I mean, just before we do bring this episode to a close, you know, before we do go to the credits, um, a little bit of trivia for you. Um, so, of course, um, I mean, after this episode with um, Harvey... You know, declaring that you know you are a witch. Um, sort of, how do you think this storyline is is then progressed? Like, you know, what do we see in the next episode? Does Nate Richard leave the show, and so it's never resolved? You, 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 half there. Um, after this cliffhanger involving Harvey, he's not seen in the show for seventeen episodes. Yep. <laughs> and so he's he's in he's in episode sixteen of season five. Um, right. for a second, um, he's he's mistakenly zapped in. Um, and then episode 17, um, he makes an appearance while um, Serena and Josh are at summer break or spring break. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah so, so, wow, this is some, something that's been leading up for four seasons. Like, oh, my God, Sabrina's true love has finally discovered that, you know, she's a witch. And uh, what was that you say? Oh, have we forgotten to write for him? Quick, so episode 17, what we got? Can I put Harvey in there? I don't think they forgot to write for him, Phil. I think they either couldn't afford to keep him or he didn't want to do it. <laughs> they wouldn't have forgotten to write for Harvey. Come on. <laughs> no, no um, but you say that, You say that though. He's in a few episodes of season five and then um, a lot of season six and a lot of season seven. Yeah, but they could, so he is, they he is still prominently in the show, just not for most of the next season. Yeah, but they clearly didn't get him signed on full time for season five. And so whatever they planned was dropped, I would assume. Maybe people who know more about the history of the show will be able to tell us more, but I'm guessing that's probably what happened. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's that moment of. I, I read the thing and it was just like, oh, okay, so. Uh... So that we, we we don't get that cliffhanger resolved. No. Great. It's not surprising. Cool. I mean, obviously, we, we, we haven't watched the next episode, so we don't know exactly how Sabrina tackles it, but uh, it just seems to be... It's all f- swept under the rug and like, oh, oh Harvey, or oh, whatever, um, I'm going to college. Never mind, off to college. I think, 
<laughs> I'm off to college by. I think that's that's how it's going to go. Um, but before we do um, wrap up uh, the end of an era, um, the credits roll and Salem is mere seconds away from getting assaulted in the kennel by the Mirror Man. Flipping heck. There we go, boys. That is the end of season four. The finale, finally. It's been a bit of a struggle to get to. A bit of an old slog season four has been. But here we are. We are at the end of the end of an era. Uh, obviously, we, we've discussed it. We gave our thoughts at the top. But again, just after recapping it, um, how do you feel uh, you know, this episode was as, as the finale of season four, a thing that we have longed for more than uh, the, the past seasons? As as always, I've enjoyed talking about it more than I did watching it. Uh, don't remember the season. This was a good episode, like I said at the start. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, to be honest, there's a lot, there's um, I probably remember more episodes from this season than I do of the past ones, only because we made a big song and we made a big song and dance about the episodes that we really liked in this season because we just wanted to enjoy at least some parts of this season. So we've got like, obviously this episode was quite fun. The last episode was fun. The Dick Van Dyke episode was great. Oh, great, yeah. The uh, Ice Station Sabrina. God, that was it this. Was, yeah, Ice Station yeah. Sabrina, yeah. Ice Station, Ice Station Sabrina was a fantastic episode. Um, so there, are, there has been some, good, even like episode two, you know, that setting up Dream and Brad, you know, even though it didn't ultimately go anywhere, that was still a good episode. At the time, so, we were very excited. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there has been some good episodes in this, and I think that's made me remember them more because I appreciated them more, I think. But yeah, as for a season as a whole, this was a stinker. This one belonged in the poo realm. I've given my answer there, but how, how do you think this compares to the the other seasons? You know, just, just for a bit of formality, boys, humour me. It's It's the worst one. It's probably not as much worse than the others as we think it is. It's probably more fatigue. Um, mm. For a variety of reasons, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, it's 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 the worst one yet, but the decline is gradual. And if common, if popular opinion is to be believed, the decline continues beyond this. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of like the idea that that, that we do get going forward. Uh, but so, Chris, do you have some same thoughts there. Yeah, it's it's that thing of the season as a whole was so inconsistent. And you never knew what was if you were going to get a good episode, a shit episode, a middling episode. But there was more shit and middling yeah. than there was good. And and I, and I also think, we, like with most things in life, you know, we we were told a lot that season three was was the height. That was as that was as good as it gets. And like with anything, it's like our expectations were were higher for this season. So I also think there's a. I don't think the season was as bad as we make it out to be. It's just that we 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 got to the top, and then it literally yeah. was all downhill. Yeah, and because it, it goes back to like I remember when we were reviewing so when we got to the end of season two, we were like, um, I really enjoy this episode, but now we total up all the average scores that we gave it. It was actually a pretty, you know, it wasn't that great as I remember it but uh, I think it is just uh, yeah a bit of uh, a lot of fatigue a lot of just because uh, I think what what we praised season three about so much was that you know it may not have been the best season of TV ever but they were so confident in what each of their yeah. characters was all about they knew exactly you know what they were doing obviously all the actors involved uh, sort of really knew their characters inside out um, you know so you know, it may not be in the greatest selection of episodes, but every character that was written, every episode that was written, was strong at least 
you know, to some regard. Um, and then coming into this season, uh, you know, four, we like we lose, um, uh, we use, lose Libby, we lose Valerie. Uh, but we, hey, we get some interesting characters in Melbourne. We get a new love interest. Great, that went somewhere. We get these other two incredibly interesting characters that just fell. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah, just fell at the first hurdle. And I think it was that there was they were trying to change and spice up things so much in this season that they just didn't... They just tripped and they didn't focus on really what made this show really, really good. And they just... Yeah, it just came out as a... It could have been really exciting and I just don't think they executed it. So they focused on maybe one or two plot points over the course of the whole season. Um, and yeah, there was just a lot of lazy writing and just yeah, just a lot of nah. Yeah, really, I think, I think the weakening of the supporting cast, or not the cast, but the supporting characters. The fact that you know we lost some characters which had been really well developed in Valerie. In I know it was only one season, but Albert the Quizmaster um, and in Libby as well, and they were replaced by these characters which just weren't given the chance to become anything remotely memorable. And that really hurt the show because it was exclusively carried by the Spellmans and and Harvey, and that was it really. And I guess Josh as well. It, yeah, it, it really the world shrunk because we saw less of Mister Crafter think in this season than before. I know he was never he was never in every single episode, but I think he was in less this time round than season three or two. But, you know, let us know what what did you make of this season? You know, are we judging it a bit too harsh? I know obviously we had a lot of disagreements over things like the, the progression that we gave and stuff, but that was just because, you know, the reason we kept that score going was because it had been validated over the past couple of seasons. You know, there was progression gradually and there was, I guess, right at the end of this season. But, uh, you know, don't sell us something for a couple of years and then just take, take it back and expect us just to be okay with it, you know. So, yeah, you know, let us know what did you think of the season. Are we judging it a bit too harshly or, you know, are we making the right decision? Are we right to be a little uh, bit deflated about how this uh, this season is going? Um, and that kind of brings it on to this sort of the, the, the next thing. I mean, obviously, the, the episode itself, end of an era, uh, quite apt for, for you know, for, for, for the podcast as well. We do feel we have reached the, you know, the, the end of a of an era. Um Guess really, this uh, this I mean, there's no real sort of easy or sort of great way to really ease into it, but um, yeah, well, you know, we'd, we'd like to sort of announce sort of here and here that we are kind of not, I wouldn't say ending the podcast, but kind of putting it on an like an infinite hiatus, I think is the the right way to, to address no, it. Really. It's an indefinite hiatus. Infinite hiatus means it's, it's definitely never <laughs> coming right. back because it's infinitely gone. Okay, um, yeah. There we go. That's that's what I'm in an indefinite hiatus. As in, we don't. It's indefinite. It's indefinite, and we don't know how long for indefinite hiatus. Indefinite hiatus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and the reason being is obviously we've expressed this as well. You know, like you know, we 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 love doing this podcast. We've been doing it for you know just a little over four years now. We you know covered four seasons of a show, and you know, we one thing I've always sort of really stuck with you know and and you know the, the the chaps can back me up on this is the last thing i ever wanted with this show is for it to become a chore for us to do you know i you know we've over these past sort of 12 months a little bit more like a you know a lot of people over the world it's been a bit of a struggle uh, but you know we've had lots of life developments you know and we don't want recording for a couple of hours you know a, you know a few times a month or once a month or something to really get in the way of that and and i feel like because of that it's Season four is taking a lot longer to record. It's become a bit of a a bit of a slog, as we've said, and it's got to the point where we just don't want to do 
ourselves and you listening a, a disservice, really. We know, you know, we don't want the quality of the show to go down because we're not really in the mood to to do it anymore. And I guess some of that plays into the fact that this season hasn't been that great, but also the circumstances around it as well are hugely at play. From my perspective, it's it's like this. Up until March of 2020, our recording schedule was that either every week or every other week, uh, we would gather on a Saturday morning at Phil's house we would catch up on each other's weeks, what we'd been up to. We'd have some coffee, some bacon sandwiches. We'd sit and watch a Sabrina episode. In the beginning, it was two Sabrina episodes. We'd we'd watch it mm. together, have a laugh watching it, and then talk about it. And we could see each other's faces while we were doing it. <laughs> and so we weren't constantly talking over each other. Um, and it was, a, it, was, it was a grand old time. But yeah, obviously, the world went nuts um, for everybody. And all of a sudden, whilst podcasting remotely is still fun, it's not something that you want to do every week. And when you're dealing with such an enormous body of work as a show, an American show at that, that ran for seven seasons, Mm. if you're not recording every week or every other week, you will be doing it forever. And the quality of season four isn't great, but it's felt worse and it's felt like more of a drag because we're only recording it once twice a month because we only feel like recording once twice a month because podcasting remotely is a bit more of a undertaking that isn't as easy to combine with just general sort of socialization and having fun together yeah it's not so it's not so much of a social gathering as it used to be so we've decided um that something where an intense schedule isn't as important because with the circumstances in our lives podcasting in person every week even post-pandemic might not be a realistic uh, possibility um something with a less intense schedule which possibly we could meet up in person and record or even if we have to do it remotely it won't be something where we've got pressure on to do it super regularly uh, would be a better option but i mean nonetheless i mean for the most part i've really enjoyed doing this podcast um we'd never done anything like this before and to know that there are like dozens of people who actually regularly listen to this and have lent us our support both in terms of um sharing and commenting on our stuff and even financially at times has absolutely blown my mind and uh yeah i just want to thank everybody and uh hope they uh, follow us into what we do next and just know that you know it's not necessarily the end for good you know i want to say thank you to the listeners so thank you, listeners. You've been a bloody legends. Cheers. If you've only listened to us once, can't mm. thank you enough for, for doing so. It's it's so humbling. It's so so incredibly appreciative of just this this rambling of just three lads just talking about a show from twenty years ago. You know, we're a bit a bit, a bit crude. We're a bit odd. <laughs> How we're going on from this now is, I think, what we need is we just need to start talking about something else instead. I think that's ultimately what it is. So having something that doesn't require such a regimented um you know recording schedules so of things you know we as i said we meant we're going to be launching our brand new podcast um along came poddy um we should be talking about 2000s rom-coms um and so that will be available now because i've timed it to upload it as this episode uh, it gets uploaded as well so go and find that you can um find us on um 
We should be available on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and you know all over the place. Um, along came Potty, and the first episode we're talking about is uh, how to lose a guy in ten days. So that's a, a good, good way to start with a bit of um, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. But that linen closet door is still going to be open. If you are only listening to us because you are a huge Sabrina fan, thank you, thank you so much for for picking our podcast to listen to to relive part of your childhood, part of your adulthood, you know, whatever. Just reliving a great show. Um, and if you're a fan of us, you know, as as well as Sabrina, if you're a fan of you know the three of us, I do hope you you know you you jump on board to our other show and follow us there and just enjoy the same strange, crude, obscure, abstract sort of form of observational. I was going to say comedy, comedy stretching it a bit, um, but just observations that we make about something just, you know, a little bit different. So do follow us over to Along Came Poddy, and I hope, you know, you enjoy that just as much as we enjoyed recording uh, our pilot. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, thank you very much for joining us for this end of an era, you know, for, for two things of that, the season four and, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Watch for now. Um, so I've been filled in for these entire four seasons. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us. And I've been joined for all of these four seasons, bar two episodes, I think, Graham Riley. Um, I definitely missed one when I was in Scotland. Did I miss another? I think I think my attendance has been immaculate, bar that one uh, trip away. Yeah, almost um, has been, yeah. But yes, uh, goodbye, but not goodbye, but very definitely Thank you, and uh, and again, someone else who has been there for all of season four, bar maybe again, maybe two two episodes of stretch, something like that, is Mister Chris Evans. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it was two episodes. I think you, yeah, I think I did miss two, and uh, yeah, thank you, and uh, I will say, Alvida Zane. And what we will all say is for the last time, for now, for now at least, <laughs> for now at least, may every little thing you do. Be magic!